morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, 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 it's your girl, Michelle Red, a.k.a. the Holy Ghost Amplifier, coming to you with another great episode of Life Unpreached, because I believe that life is unpreached. It's not something that you can plan out, plot out, or craft out. It is something that you have to endure. And so while we're all on this life's journey, I thought it wise to encourage you of things that you need, what are going to be your tools that you need in life to conquer this thing called life and to make sure that you enjoy it to its fullest because that's what it's about. That's why we're here. We are here to enjoy life. Mark Twain said that there are two great days in your life, the day that you were born and the day that you discover why you're here. I wrote a book about that in 2017 called The Resurrection of Passion. You can get it on Amazon. It's in fact, it's available everywhere. And it's in book, it's in audio, it's in hardback, softback and audio. So please get a copy of that. But this book captivated so many people because it dealt with the issue of why are you here? What is your purpose in life? I'm not talking about uh, destiny. I'm talking about purpose because purpose leads to your destiny. And if you understand what you were put on this earth for, as Mark Twain alluded to, then you will know what your destiny is. Many people are walking around in circles around in this life because of the fact that they don't know why they're here. They don't know what they were what they are supposed to do. They don't know what the intended target is. We all have targets. You and I were created to be the answer to someone else's problem. No matter how small, no matter how large, you are the answer to someone else's problem. And so if you want to hear more about this, then you got to listen to the previous podcast from us because we deal with this a lot. But today I want to deal with the issue of why are you here? Why are you here and how do you determine why are you here? There are certain things about each one of us. We have certain characteristics that we have had since birth. If you are struggling to determine what your life assignment is, I need you to do something for me. I need you to go back into memory lane. That's right. Go right back down memory lane in your life and look at those things that you were drawn to. I'm talking about things that you might have been drawn to as a child. Look at those things that you were drawn to. Look at those things that you did automatically. We all have what I call proclivities. Individual proclivities, which is a way that we all do certain things. And I think that's what makes us all beautiful. That's what makes us all unique. And so look at those types of things. For me, I have been teaching since I was a very tiny child. In some sort of way, I've been trying to tell people stuff. So, of course, I have nicknames like Miss Know-It-All, Mouth Almighty, all kinds of things that they could think of to say about me because what I'm known for is generally what comes out of my mouth, whether it's good or bad. You see, we make a choice. We have these divine gifts. And then how we use them is, is basically our gift back to the creator, to God, saying, I'm going to use this. We were not put here on earth to just live, to just go through life, through the conundrum of every day. You get up, you go to work, you come back home. You get up, you go to work, you go to happy hour, you come back home. You get up, you go to work, you go out on a date, you come back home. You get up, you get the kids dressed, you get your husband off to work, you go to work yourself, you come back and you do it all again. Some people say, well, Michelle, that's my life. But that is only supposed to be your life for a season. And even while you are enduring that season, you should be planning for your future. Each and every day, plan for your future. How do you answer the question? 
Why are you here? I'm going to give you tidbits to it. I call it the five-year question. And for more information, you got to read The Resurrection of Passion. It's a question that was asked to me many years ago when I thought I had everything in life. I was the general counsel of a university. I was, oh, I was just this wonderful, wonderful, living this wonderful life, at least I thought. And a gentleman by the name of Jay Carrington Chun came up to me, and he was the president of the Behavioral Sciences Institute, came up to me and said, Michelle, if you could do anything in five years, regardless of status, education, money, any situation, no holes barred, what would it be? And I thought, well, that's a stupid question. I'd probably still be a general counsel. I'd be a general counsel of a larger organization. I'd be this, I'd be that. But I really didn't give it much thought. I really thought it was something I could rattle off. And I would discover over the next five years that I was wrong, that the things that I said I would do in five years, you know, that's not what I really want to do. That's what I thought that other people wanted to hear me say. And that's how we all are. We tend to lean towards what's going to sound good. Would this sound good? When you really get down to the question of why you are here, what your response is may not sound all that good. If you tell someone I'm here because I came to do missions in China and they're thinking you've got to be crazy, you're going to give up your life here and you're going to run and do missions in China. And you're saying, yes, that's what I'm going to do. So the thing about it is, is when you rattle off these things from your head, I want you to do what I did and what I prescribe in the book. And that is to think about it. Think about what it is you're actually saying you're going to do and what will it cost you? Your assignment will always cost you something. That's a good place to put a point. Your assignment will always cost you something in this life. If it's easy to get to, it is not your assignment. If it is challenging, it's probably your assignment. If it's challenging, difficult, and drives you crazy at times, it is your assignment. We don't understand our assignments. And if your assignment is something that you can do on your own, it is not your assignment. And so people say, well, I did it all on my own. We do nothing on our own. So if your assignment you believe is something that you could do on your own, it is not your assignment. Assignments are always meant to be shared in some sort of way. Although I run two companies and I speak all over the world, there are people that put this thing together. I do not do this on my own. This podcast is probably the only thing I do on my own. And look, I got to have Anchor and all of the other great podcast stations out there to help me. So there's nothing that we can do on our own. We were not created to be alone. That is just the bottom line. Adam wanted companionship because that is what human nature is about. It demands companionship. It demands a partner in the crime. Now, I'm not saying that you have to get somebody to support what your vision is, you know, but you do. That is the the truth. But if everybody goes against what God has told you to do, you still need to do it. You need to understand your specific assignment. And we all have one. Which means that none of us are mistakes. I don't care what anyone told you. If your parents told you you were a mistake, we weren't intending to have a child, blah, blah, blah. Stop listening to that. Hit the delete button because that is not true. Even though you may have come into this world unplanned, (laughs) because life is unpreached, right? Even though you may have come into this world unplanned, your life is not a mistake. Your life has purpose. For every being that entered the earth, God gave that being purpose. And so your life has purpose. Our lives have purpose. And with that purpose, if we were to find out what that purpose is, we find out what our destinies are. 
And so we stop walking around in circles or walking around eyes have eyes wide shut, not really seeing the issues of life. You know, some of us wake up every morning and then remain sleep all day. We do not get involved with what's going on in this world. We just kind of walk through the day and we kind of ride through shadows, as we talked about a few weeks ago. But that's not how you're supposed to live. There is something that you're here to solve. And so you have to figure out why is it that you're here? Why did God send you here? And if you don't believe in God, then why are you here? You must answer that question. Because like Mark Twain said, it it will be the greatest day of your life once you can figure it out. And let me tell you, sometimes you get on a path that leads you to your purpose. You may not understand, you know, I like to make people laugh. You might say that, or I'll, I'll use the example of Steve Harvey. He thought that his life assignment was just to make people laugh. He would discover once he was making people laugh that his life assignment was quite bigger than what he thought it was. That not only was he to make people laugh, but he was going to make people think. He was going to make people feel better. He was going to empower people. That was what he was called to do. He was really called called to be a change agent. And I'm not saying that comedy does not change lives because truly it does. But it's more than what you first think it is. You might say, well, I'm good at roller skating and I'm supposed to be a skater and that's all I'm supposed to be. No, honey, that's not it. Because if what you're doing does not touch the lives tremendously of others, that is not your assignment. And I don't mean that this, I want to make it clear that I'm not talking about touching millions of lives. Your assignment could just be to transform one. There could be one person that's destined to commit suicide, but your interaction into their lives, cuts off the suicide, changes the person's mind and gives them a chance. There could be one child in which the school system has told will never learn. And your interruption, your life interruption, your interruption into their lives puts that child on a clear path to which he or she is no longer in special needs, but is basically in the top level courses, the AP courses, all because you intercepted their life. We are the answer to someone else's problem. I cannot overemphasize that. We are the answer. You, my friend, you are the answer to someone else's problem. But in order for you to effectively use the gifts that God has given you, you must understand why you're here. So pray about it. Think about it. Think about those things that you gravitate towards. What is it? To answer the five-year question, what is it that you would do without anyone ever having to pay you for it? Without anyone ever having to give you kudos or gratification, what is it that you would do? Because listen to me, my friends, there is something we would all do. We may not have focused on it, but there are so many things that we would all do if given the chance. Well, I come here to tell you through Life Unpreacher, the chance is here. That if you can just write down or visualize what you're going to be doing in five years and think about it intently, pray about it, I guarantee you that before five years is here, you will know what your purpose is and you can start to make the planning processes of putting the steps in place. And let me warn you, don't try to do it all at once. If you find that your mission is to go to, your, your purpose is to go to another country and create a school. If that's what you find out, then I want you to be very careful about how you do it. 
because the steps, remember, the Bible says the steps of a good man have been ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. The steps are there. God has already put the divine connections. He's already put padded, padded the, the, the pavement so that you could walk down that brick path. Okay. He's already done that, but you have to get the directions. Remember the Wizard of Oz? That's the whole thing. You have to find the direction to get to Oz. The path is there. It's bright. It's clear. Once you decide that you know what it is, it's bright and it'll be clear. But you have to get the directions. And sometimes it's a bumpy road. And sometimes it feels like nobody believes in you but you. But you keep pushing. You keep pedaling. Because true faith is about pedaling with your eyes closed. True faith is about getting up on a bike and closing your eyes and just pedaling, holding on to the handlebars and pedaling. You don't know where you're going, but you believe that you're not going to crash into a tree. You're not going to topple over onto the ground. You're not going to have anything happen to you. You believe that on that bike, you're safe. We don't question whether or not there's a ground beneath us when we step off a stair. Then why do we question everything else? If the ground is always going to be beneath you when you step off a stair, unless you're looking at a cliff, then your destiny, your purpose will be clear as well. It's always been with you. It's knocking. It's calling your name. It's asking you to come take me. I'm ready. Will you do it? Or will you continue to listen to the they say crowd that says all of this stuff about purpose and destiny is not real? We're all here for a purpose and we all have a beautiful destiny. I'm praying for yours. I'm praying that you on this day will accept your responsibility and go change the world for the greater. Once again, another great episode. I'm so glad you spent it with me. This is your girl, aka the Holy Ghost Amplifier, Michelle Rett, coming to you with life unpreached. Have a great week, y'all. Bye.